Welcome to episode 30 of Therese Talk. I'm your host, Therese Main. By day, I co-host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. By night, I'm a podcaster. If you're a woman like me who loves Jesus and wants to serve her family and community a little bit better, you're in the right place. If you've ever looked back on your life in awe of where you were and where you are now, you can relate to Ann Wilson. It was a horrific tragedy that showed her where God wanted her to be, and now she's walking in His will. Maybe you've heard her song, My Jesus, on Family Life. She had no idea it would take off like it has. I mean, I knew that the song was, it was very... um, it was very precious to my heart. And I knew that part of it. Like I knew that God was in it somehow, some way, but I just remember the night that the song released, it released at like midnight on April 16th. I was in my apartment by myself with no one else here. And I remember just feeling all these different emotions and I prayed to God and I was like, God, I'm releasing this song to you. And I'm also releasing it to the world. Um, but I'm releasing it to you and it's up to you. You can do whatever you want with it. Like I'm your vessel. You use me in the way that you want to use me. Um, but this song belongs to you. And I had done everything I could on my part, um, you know, worked on the song, done the production stuff. And it was kind of up to the Lord to take it where he wanted to go with it. And that's what he did. And so um, I'd never imagined it in a million years, but I'm so grateful for the way that God is using this song to impact people. It's so humbling for me to be a part of, and it's just such a gift that I can, um, just spread the the gospel through this song to people. It has been so amazing. And you didn't always know that you could sing or do music. And it was kind of this life circumstance that that kind of made you aware of all that. Would you share the story with us? Four years ago, June 7th, 2017, um, my brother Jacob died in a car accident at the age of 23. Um, he was absolutely amazing. My best friend, my protector, my big brother, um, my everything in a person. And when he passed away, it was very hard for me to process all these emotions. Um, He died on impact in a car accident. So we actually, me and my family did not know um, until the police came to our house, like four hours after they had already cleaned up the accident. Um, And so the police came to our door and they basically said, you know, he's passed away and Um, I just remember the feeling of devastation in those moments, Um, the feeling of hopelessness, like I'm not going to be able to survive this. This is too hard for me. And I just remember it almost felt like I had no oxygen left inside of me. And I just remember God being so faithful during that time. It was like he would give me just enough for what I needed to get through the next moment. It wasn't like enough for the day. It was like enough for the moment. Anytime I would feel like, okay, I can't do this anymore. God would just like provide again for me. And so during that time, what really was super amazing was that I just had this desire to worship God. It was just this like weird thing that I was like, you know what? I just want to worship the Lord. And so it was actually almost like worshiping God was my medicine in that time. And so if I was feeling depressed or anxious or whatever, I would go down to the piano downstairs and just worship the Lord and sing to him. Um, Up until that point in my life, I wanted to be an astronaut and work for NASA. And so that was kind of my goal in life was to work for NASA and be an astronaut and study the stars and go to space. And um, I was very into math and science growing up. And so just that was my dream. You know, that was like what I was going to do. 
And so for me to kind of have this different desire in my heart was very weird for me. Uh, but it was just God kind of exchanging the two. He was like giving me this desire to worship him and, and taking out the desire to be an astronaut and work for NASA. So anyway, I was just worshiping downstairs. My mom overheard me and she was like, Ann, I didn't know that you sang. And I was like, I, I don't sing. I'm just worshiping God. Like I'm just right now having my quiet time. And I was almost like a little frustrated that she came in the room like that. And like, cause I was, you know, like when you're kind of embarrassed, I was like, you just heard me sing. And like, I don't, I don't sing. And so I just like, I was kind of taken off by that. And I was like, I don't, I don't really sing mom. Like I'm just, I'm honestly just trying to worship God right now. And, um, she was just like, Anne, would you be willing to sing at Jacob's funeral? And I was taken off by that. And I was like, mom, I don't think there's any way I could ever do that. But I prayed and I locked myself in my room and I said, God, if you want me to do this, then let me know. And sure enough, he let me know that that's what I was supposed to do. And so I sang for the first time in front of anyone at my brother's funeral in front of 1200 people. Um, and it was in that moment on stage where I walked up on the stage to sit down at the piano where I heard God's voice. And he said, and this is what I'm calling you to do. I am calling you to praise and worship my name. Like that was word for word what he said to me. And I just remember being so overwhelmed by God's goodness in that moment. And I was like, this is literally what I'm called to do. Like this right here is my purpose. This is why God created me. And it was just that moment of like, wow, I don't like, it was just, there was no words to describe how amazing that moment was. And as I was carrying the weight of grief, it was also like, now I'm like carrying this new passion that God had kind of told me and this purpose that he had revealed to me for my life. And it was, it was an amazing moment. Um, but it was also like, it was just overwhelming in so many ways. And, um, I just remember just kind of being like, God, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what you're going to do with this, but I continued to distrust him. And that's all I could do was just give him my everything. And he started to open doors for me and started to connect me with people and then started to kind of really reveal to me what this whole path was going to look like for me. Let's talk about your family some, because after such a traumatic incident, a lot of families don't come through it on the other side. How is your family doing? We're doing great. Um, we are very close to the Lord, thankfully. Um, we chose um, the path to seek the Lord during tragedy. And that's very hard. A lot of people don't do that. But we chose to say, you know what, God, despite all of this, we trust you because we know that Jacob is with you. And you actually loaned Jacob to us for 23 years. Like he belongs to you. We were, He was kind of on a loan to us. And so we just have trusted God through this whole season and through this whole journey. And we've really just put our whole faith and trust in him. And I mean, it's very hard still. It's not like it ever really gets easier. I don't think, I don't agree with the saying that, you know, time, the more time that goes by, the easier it gets. I really do believe that you just have to learn how to live with it. And you have to learn how to just accept the fact that it is what it is, but we can rejoice in knowing that he's in heaven. And I think that that's what gets us through every day is knowing that we're going to get to spend eternity with Jacob again. And so it's not, it's not always easy, but 
we do really try to be intentional about our relationship with God and our relationship with our family so that we can make sure that we're holding each other up when we each have our, our moments of depression and all those things. Yeah, grief is one of those things that you don't get to schedule. You know, all of a sudden it just kind of comes over you. How do you remember Jacob? Honestly, I look back on his life and I'm so thankful. Like I'm so thankful to God that I had him for the years that I did. Like I would not trade him like for anything. Like when I look back onto my life and I'm like, okay, this is who my brother was. I'm like, wow, God, you gave me the most incredible brother that I could have ever asked for. And I look back on him with just so much joy. Um, He was such a light in my life and he taught me so many things that I didn't even realize he was teaching me. And he would lecture me about things. He was like a well of wisdom. And at the time, you know, being like in my early teens, like I kind of was like, whatever, Jacob, I don't want to listen to these lectures. But I now look back on it and I'm like, he was teaching me so much that thank God I listened to those things because I have so much information now and so much um, just wisdom that Jacob gave me that I get to carry on to, you know, my future kids and my future family one day. And I just really am so grateful that I had him for the years that I did because he taught me so much and he taught me just how to love God really well and how to love people well. And those are two things that I don't know how much better it gets than that. And having a brother that would protect me the way that he did and would love me the way that he did. And I'm just so grateful for him. And even though it's very heartbreaking that we that we lost him, and I, whenever I look back on his life, I can't help but just smile and laugh because he was such an amazing person and he was so funny and brought so much joy to our family and was just really just such a treasure of a person. You know, the amount of time from when you sang at that memorial service to now is really it's really short in the music industry. I mean, there are people who for a decade are, you know, writing and performing around Nashville, just trying to get noticed. Has that hit you yet that like, whoa, you're on the the rocket train here? It has. Um, it's been hitting me a lot recently. And it's just been, man, it's been so amazing and overwhelming because of God's goodness. Not overwhelmed because I'm like, but like just overwhelmed by who God is and what he's been doing. I would say that it hit me probably like the first time about a couple weeks ago and I was out of town and I just remember being like, wow, this is actually happening. The time at the funeral when you called me the music and all the, the moments in between of the miracles you've done, like this all now is in this moment. It's just been really amazing to see like these prayers answered and these things happen, Um, like talking about tours that I want to go on, you know, with other Christian artists and then them happening like within the next month and just all these different things that God is just doing in my life right now that I am just so incredibly grateful for. It's just been so amazing and so fulfilling. And it also just, I think it just proves to me more than anything that God is in control and that we can't really control anything in our lives. And he has the final say on everything. And so it's like, God, you, when I released that song to him that night of the release, it was like, God, you do what you want with the song. And that's what he did with it. And all glory goes to God because none of this is on on my doing. And I'm just, I'm honestly so honored that he chose me for this position and role and just so honored that I get to share the gospel with people. I love the live performance with you and Matthew West. Of my Jesus. Was that like a, this is really cool. I'm going to get to sing this with Matthew West moment. I mean, are there other people who you're like, I really want to be in the same room as this person? Yeah. Okay. So the Matthew West thing was insane. 
Um, I went to probably 20 concerts of Matthews, um, like just growing up, going to Winter Jam and all these different things. And so that was amazing. And we actually wrote the song My Jesus together. And so I had already known him prior to that video, but that was such an amazing moment. I was freaking out inside. I might've looked calm on the video, but I was like, this is so insane. I'm getting to sing with Matthew West. I love Zach Williams. I mean, I love every, every artist in Christian music. Um, but Zach Williams and Lauren Daigle and, um, oh my goodness, for King and Country and Casting Crowns and Mercy Me, honestly, every group, I'm like, I just pray one day that I can even just meet them or get to sing with them would be absolutely amazing. But Zach, I think Zach specifically, just because his vibe is very similar to mine musically, and we both like love country music and we love the Southern rock feel. And so that would be a dream come true for me. He's really tall. I'm only five feet tall. And I actually met him a couple weeks ago and I was like looking up the whole time because he's so (laughs) tall. I want to ask you about a moment. You mentioned that when you were sitting at the piano at the memorial service for your brother, that God spoke to you. Was that like an audible voice of God moment? It was. Yeah, it was. I never had one of those moments before. And that was kind of the first audible moment in this just feeling of like peace, overwhelming peace. It was kind of like peace was kind of like encompassing me and hugging me almost. And it felt like very, um, I just, I just, I just felt the Lord's presence in that moment. And I heard his voice and that was That was pretty amazing for me. For you, writing or recording or live performing, which would be your ranking? Okay. So my favorite would be live performing. Um, I love getting to sing my songs and worship God together with, with people and meet people and all that kind of stuff. That's my favorite part. Then my second favorite would be recording. I actually love the process of recording songs and working with the producers on production. I didn't really know that I even would be interested in that because I didn't grow up wanting to do music. And so when I started working on recording My Jesus and the other two songs and some songs that are coming out later this summer, it was kind of like, I just didn't really know for sure if I was going to like it. And I fell in love with it. And so I started working with the producers and sitting down with them and giving them ideas on things and adding in, you know, banjos and dobros and all these Kentucky instruments. And and so that's probably my second favorite one for sure. And then I love writing too, but the other two definitely are my favorite other than writing. So tell us about the next song that's coming out. Okay. So we're actually doing a live EP live from Nashville. And so that'll be out in August. And so it'll be the three songs that are already out, just different versions. And then a cover of Boondocks. Um, I don't know if you know the song Boondocks. It's a country song by Little Big Town. Super fun. And then actually, this is like my favorite song I've ever written in my life. It's called No Place Like Home. And it's about me and my brother's memories at our farm together and um, how we would go on the weekends and spend time together on the farm and hike on these mountains together and um, listen to music together and just spend quality time together. And every single time I sing it, I cry my eyes out. It is so emotional and it's such a beautiful song of our time together on this earth. And um, that song is will probably forever be my favorite song that I will ever write. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm so excited to share it with the world. 
If you've enjoyed this episode of Therese Talk, be sure to subscribe and look for the next episode on Tuesday morning. If you really loved it, consider making a gift to Family Life, the ministry this podcast is a part of. Just go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? Get up to date with Family Life news or enjoy some family time with Family Life kids. There's The Sunny Side, a Family Life original podcast that shines the light of Jesus and 10 Minutes With, an interview program with faith-based artists and speakers. They're all free and on demand at familylife.org slash podcast. Thank you.